Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a crowd podcast. Live from Bruno Sheru's house, the night we've all been waiting for, the stars of the series have descended. Michael Owen, Darren Huckabee, Andy Crabb, Jane Goodall. It's the Football Book Club End of Season Awards! Hello and welcome to Football Book Club, the only book club where, instead of literary classics, each week we read another footballer's autobiography. Less George Orwell, more Paul Thurwell. And thanks to John Slingsby for that one. Jack, you're not happy. It's the last of the series. Come on. No, no, it's fine. It's fine, really. It's fine. Was that a fake laugh? No, no, I've, I've, I've come to accept the level. Oh, my word. Wow. I tell you what, Jack, you do better. Yeah, you do better. No, we've also been this before. You can't do anything. I refuse to engage with the premise. Well, <laughs> you've got you've got the off season to think up a few, Jack. And if you don't come up with some That's good ones, I'm I'm getting John Slingsby on the show instead. <laughs> in your spot, <laughs> I'm James Berg, and today it's time for something a little different. It's the end of season awards, hooray! Where, where we crown the best, the worst, and the very weirdest moments from the footballer's autobiographies we've read this series. And joining me to do so are Jack Bernhardt. Hello. Natasha Daniels. Hello. And James Balgen. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's I really wild. To do it's crazy. That noise, we don't say, we don't say <laughs> hi anymore. We say bull, bull, bull. James <laughs> is a turkey now. Welcome to the Football Book Club End of Season Awards, guys. Well, how... Everyone's looking so glamorous. By the way, people are genuinely all dressed up. Jack's wearing a lovely yep. suit. Yeah. Jane's wearing a lovely suit. Tash looks like uh, Taylor Swift crossed with John Motson. It's brilliant. She's kind of got, <laughs> got, got a microphone in her hands. <laughs> That's the ultimate for a lot of people, I think. It yeah. is. Taylor Swift. It is. They, people go into gyms and say, I want the body physique of Taylor Swift mixed with John Motson, please. <laughs> it's probably a category it. on Pornhub these days. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the player's gonna play. 
I'm more of an Ariana Grande, uh, Jonathan Pierce search kind of guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> my kind of thing. I like to... Also, I'd love to. I'd love to imagine what people think I mean by um, Taylor Swift meets uh, meets John Moxon as the image. That could be any. It could be any look. Any look could come up. Tash is in a big sheepskin coat. That's yeah. what we're trying to say. <laughs> She's right. sweating. Yeah, sweating. <laughs> On the hottest day of the year so far. Yeah. I can't believe we've decided to record today in our suits. I know. Oh, it's hot. Oh, my word. It is hot. Has anyone, anyone, everyone got the booze? Everyone got their complimentary glass of wine provided to us? Got to drink booze at an awards ceremony, haven't you? you got to. That's the whole, oh, yeah. to that's, that's the whole point. I mean, to be honest, the last two episodes have just been us drinking, to be honest. So let's see, let's see what that's <laughs> true. And you know what? I have no problem with that. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys are excited because it's uh, it's book number four of the Michael Owen quadrilogy. <laughs> that's what Excuse we're doing me? today. What? No. It's re-reboot. That's what we're doing today. Good news, no, guys. No, 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 no. It's no, about no. the past six months. How he's been getting on with Lady Etienne. James, if this is true, you're about to get a sizable invoice from me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say it. Jack said it. <laughs> There's a ninth film, so. <laughs> no, what we're doing today, as you mentioned, is dishing out some awards. Everyone's looking very glamorous. Should we, should we get started with the ceremony? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, God, is there an actual ceremony? Yeah, there is. There's, there's, there's awards. There's everything. There's written to go. Is there music? Uh, there, there will be now. I'm going to, uh, in the time between recording and the editing, I'm going to find some kind of royalty free music to play in this segment. <laughs> so let's react to oh, it. Wow, I can't. Dum da da dum dum da. What an appropriate reaction I'm having right now. Thank you so much for having us here. <laughs> let's, let's start the bloody ceremony. <laughs> okay, so over the show, in today's ceremony, we're going to be giving out several highly coveted awards to our nominees, which are books that you've read this series, ending on the biggest prize of all, the Darren Huckabee's Boot, which is awarded to the best book of the series. How long do you Ooh. think we can keep that in-joke going? Because that's been going from episode one of Football Book Club. It was... Uh, for people who actually you know what people who don't know that in joke go back and listen <laughs> you know what i'm not going to tell you no i think we should tell people because it's okay. Canoe- uh, was he it, he didn't he gift it to a uh, a mysterious benefactor at norwich football club yeah he gave his boot which he scored a goal against nottingham forest or something to that and yeah. since then and, uh, it's been the stuff at, of at a wedding yeah at a wedding i think that kind of stinky old boot in a pile of things there in my mind he came directly off the pitch into the wedding took his boot off and gave it to the groom <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah. I mean, it probably isn't what happened. Is, I, I think that's exactly what... I think she wore the boot and one of her like uh, heels going down, <laughs> going down the aisle. That first dance was, was rough. <laughs> it was real rough, let me tell you. Um, I just hope today can be half as glitzy as uh, the Sunderland Red and White Bull, which you mentioned in the Kevin Phillips book. That is the aim. Yeah. But first up, guys, are you ready? For today's first prize. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's only yeah. in the ceremony. It, 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 We've barely sat down at our, our chair. I'll be honest, the whole show is the ceremony. There's no introductory monologue. I mean, that's kind of it. That's what we just kind of did. I guess that, that is sure. the... I mean, it, well, it's, it's no Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I don't think but, we'll be know, getting the fine. Oscars next year, but, uh, you know, <laughs> this, this is all an audition for the job. Uh, so the first prize is a big one, actually, to kick us off, because I thought, you know, start us off in a, in a good place. Prize one is for most dramatic reading. <laughs> I want to know, guys, what was the most dramatic reading out of all the dramatic readings in all the books you've read this series? 
any suggestions to kick us off? I mean, pretty much all of Alan Hansen's book was dramatic reading, wasn't it? <laughs> Every single page was like... Did we have a dramatic reading in the Hansen episode? I don't think we did because it was so... It was just uh, so hard to harrowing. pick one. Harrowing <laughs> is probably the word. <laughs> I would say that it's not dramatic because effectively every moment of drama in that book was undercut by a statistic. Okay, so that's that's the winner of the least dramatic. What about the... <laughs> the actual prize, Anne. Most dramatic reading. What was everyone's favourite dramatic reading in this series? I was a big fan... Uh, I don't think we've ever had a a player being held up at gunpoint before <laughs> in mm-hmm. the uh, in the dramatic in, in in any dramatic reading in any books at all really. I think that has to be quite close. Dean Windass. Dean Windass. Dean Windass's was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that was God. A- Dean Windass, where where he was sitting in the changing room at Oxford, and then a, a a man comes in half cut, holding a gun, and says, "Which one of you's called Dean Windass?" <laughs> <laughs> Waving a gun about in his face. You're you are neglecting to mention Naked Barry Fry though. Oh, that was Naked quite Barry something Fry. in Karen Brady's book. Another good that contender arrives. Naked Barry Fry mm. makes Jose Dominguez cry from back in the Karen Brady. Yeah. But as you mentioned, these guys, we will play some clips throughout the episode. But uh, some of them go back and listen to the episode. You'll enjoy them, hopefully. <laughs> well, we we can also try and reenact them right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll take uh, my clothes off. We can off. try and merge I'll the two together. Off and, like, uh, yeah, you I'll get a cry. gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, James, do you have a favourite of the series? So I haven't been able to get out of my head Michael Owen in a restaurant and some some <laughs> Everton sh- fan shouting at him who, and he clearly edited what he'd said uh, not because it was my favourite dramatic reading just because it was so it was nothing <laughs> it, it was that it was, he said <laughs> I'm glad someone's mentioned it because that was a cracker that was one that was one of my favourites Liverpool are, t- are rubbish Everton are the best over and over again On it, uh, in front of Jamie Carragher and Michael Owen. I think it was the shortest and one of my favourites uh, and that was uh, when he was out for dinner with Louise Redknapp and Jamie Redknapp I think or Louise yeah. not Redknapp anymore I don't know what she's called uh, <laughs> God, have you... just Louise she's, she's like just Louise. York these days Ooh, yeah okay Ooh, who Jamie York, Redknapp's going Cheryl, out with now Louise. weirdly so. <laughs> Jamie and Bjork what a beautiful couple <laughs> Owen Brady Windass I'm going to throw my last contender into there which I think is the best one I think you'll all agree with me Steve Bruce Steve Bruce mm. has to be oh the, the most dramatic oh. reading we've ever yep. done Steve Bruce um, what was it he got he got arrested uh, in, in a booth phone booth two. phone booth phone two. booth yeah <laughs> phone booth two. yeah it's brilliant I, so those are the options Karen Brady, Dean Windass, Michael Owen, Steve Bruce. What are we going for, James? It's got to be Bruce, hasn't it? I- I'm going Bruce as well. I think it has to be Bruce. Jack? Really, my vote's irrelevant at this point. <laughs> well, because, Jack, we could you're... stage a coup here and make it a draw. Yeah, you could. But no, I'm going Bruce too, because come on, that was amazing. Do you know what? I'm going Bruce as well. It's a clean sweep. <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are fights we're going to have later on. I'm going to save my I'm gonna save my powder. Till after you've had another uh, Another pint. beer. Another Punk yeah. IPA. Wow, a rare consensus <laughs> on Football Book Club. The winner of most dramatic reading of the series is Steve Bruce. Let's hear it. Right, okay, you've brought me on very nicely to this week's dramatic reading because I know a lot of us because we have a WhatsApp group, as you mentioned a few times, and people, you guys were struggling. I saw from afar. <laughs> However, I knew you hadn't reached one section yet because there was one bit which blew my mind and I knew that it would be something which we're all going to talk about. It's nice time for this week's dramatic reading. Uh, can someone cue the dramatic music, please? I think this might be the most dramatic reading. It genuinely is dramatic. That's I think true. it might be. It, it really is. It might be the uh, maybe best Maybe it's thing. because it comes out of nowhere, but it, yeah. it is, yeah. Uh, can someone cue the dramatic music? I think, James, it should be you. Cue dramatic oh. music. And it involves Janet. <laughs> <laughs> 
It does Thank involve you. Janet. Team Janet. Uh, this week's dramatic reading is called Steve Bruce, Master Criminal. This is not the first time that I'd found myself in court. Oh, yeah. So we should probably give a bit of context. At this point, he's having a bit of a dealing with his first agent who doesn't deal very well with him. So he goes to court with him. Yep. Very quickly, the court case is still ongoing in the book. So he has to be like, I can't Might talk be about ongoing it. now. It's <laughs> it <probably laughs> 27 years later. <laughs> but he, it's so weird how he's like, I have a lot of stuff to say about this, but I can't because it's still ongoing. Like, wait just, for heading just for wait victory to two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait to write your book, man. Next, just, yeah. That's very true. Anyway, this is not the first time I found myself in court. Exciting. I have to admit that in my early days with Gillingham, I managed to become the subject of headlines on both the front and back pages of the same edition of the local paper. Okay. Uh, yeah, I get what he means, right? Okay. I'm with you. I'm an idiot. This is No, this is like 90% of reading this book is what? Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess that makes sense. Okay. On the front, the back, and in the middle. During my initial se- season in the first team, I used to telephone Janet every day. There we go, Janet fans. She's already appeared. Her family was not on the phone at the time, so we arranged for her to be in a cool box at a great time for me to ring her there. It's like she's, he's having like an affair with a spy. <laughs> it's really, <laughs> really exciting. I did not like to use my landlady's telephone box where I would have run up a frightening bill, so I went out to a cool box. On one occasion, I had only a couple of coins available, so when they ran out, I tried reversing the charges to Janet's box. Smart. It worked, so whenever I was a little short of cash, I used the same trick. Nothing. That is... Her genius by the yeah, way yeah very clever that is such a clever idea i told you a smart I, footballer you, you have to take your hat off to him like it's it's illegal it became something of a habit uh-oh to the extent that the authorities are caught on to what was happening <laughs> we got him <laughs> the we feds it. <laughs> yeah the feds, were, the feds were watching the practice was more widespread than i realized because someone locally had been using a similar dodge to make calls to a box in sunderland determined to find the culprit <laughs> The exchange was listed. I really want to know who that was. Was it Niall Quinn and his girlfriend? Or? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to find the culprit, the exchange was listing into reverse call charges from Gillingham to the northeast. What are the chances of that? <laughs> to get a clue about who was making all these calls. One day I was calling Janet about being sent off during a game against Swindon, and it did not take Sherlock Holmes to deduce in the newspaper reports the next day who had been making the call. <laughs> I love Just- that idea. There's someone listening in being like, we got him. <laughs> he got sent <laughs> off against Swindon. We know who it is. When I came to make my next call, the trap had been set. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I reversed the charges, and while we were chatting, I heard sirens in the distance. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like something in a Hollywood movie. <laughs> like kind of the sting he at the end of the sirens. film. sirens. Yeah. I remarked that there must... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Phone booth. It is phone booth. <laughs> I remarked there must be a fire or something in the area and carried on talking. The sirens came closer and closer and before I realised what was happening, four police cars and a van roared up outside my telephone box. There was a moment of horrid realisation that I was the target of the manhunt. I just had time to scream to Janet, run, run, they've caught us before I was now. <laughs> <laughs> run, run, they've caught run. us. That is the single greatest line that Steve Bruce has Run, Janet, had. run. That's the new Run Forest run. Also, the idea that you would shout that down the phone as the police, <laughs> <laughs> as the police are coming up to you. If you ever get, like, budget to do any reenactments, Definitely that's the scene oh, that I really want to do. That's, I, mean, I mean, to be honest, Steve Bruce might have some free time soon, so he'll probably be able to do it for <laughs> Hey. Sorry, sorry. Keep him in the job. Why does she need to run? He's just like, Janet, flush the stash. I'll be into it. <laughs> it sounds, for fundamentally what is the mildest crime that has ever existed, screaming, run, Janet, they've caught us. Is <laughs> the most incriminating thing you can say. They're it's like Bonnie true. and Clyde. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was a bit excessive to send so many policemen to apprehend someone for making an illegal phone call costing only 50 pence. 
But that was before that I knew someone was doing the same thing in Sunderland, running up bills of unimaginable proportions. Not then, at all. <laughs> yeah, then me and Janet <laughs> drove off the edge of a cliff, holding each other's hand. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, it's so good. Incredible. That is the best dramatic reading I think we've had. Yeah. Generally dramatic Easily. and exciting. Run, Bye. Janet, run! <laughs> <laughs> I love that story so much. I generally... <laughs> Well, <laughs> one of my favorite stories. I think that no one no one knew about Steve Bruce. And, I, um, I think what makes it so good is that um, the rest of the book is, and we admit this freely, very, very bad. <laughs> a very bad book. It's, it's, inter- it's sort of, it, it's not even insanely bad, but it's just, it's it's like a gem in the middle of a desert. Yes, I agree. And you sort yeah. of go, yeah. I can't do anything with this gem because I'm in a desert, but it's nice to look at. I, I totally agree, Jack. It is a total gem. And maybe Steve Bruce's book could be a contender later for one of our main awards, Worst Book of the Series, possibly. Ooh. Oh, possibly. We'll come to that later because now it's time for prize two, Most Unnecessary Product Placement, as supported by Glade. Oh, uh, Glade are not going to be happy with supporting this. No, you're absolutely right. So as you might remember from uh, Craig Bellamy's book, which is with Steph Guerrero of Socialism Sports Bar, that episode, uh, Craig Bellamy uh, talked a lot about, it's not that funny, it's a lot of his friends back home uh, sniffing Glade. And it was very, it happened a it lot was, in the book. It was just, it was the fact that he mentioned Glade as like a product placement thing. And the idea of people from Glade looking at that and going, oh, don't, yeah. don't bring us into this. They used that as an advert. They recreated it. And <laughs> they said, buy Glade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of those. None of that is true. Do you think they would send us a box? Not to do that with, just to use it in a normal <laughs> way. After this kind of promo, this is really good promo for Glade. No one's talking about Glade these days. We're finally doing it. Anyway, um, <laughs> has anyone got any nominees for this one? I had some ideas. Jaguar from Michael Owen's book. That has to be uh-huh. one. God. The Jaguar yeah. XKR, I think it was in, in particular. That has got to be one. That was very he loved him so much that he bought his dad one. Like, yes, two Jags madness. Terry. Yeah. In the first book of a child's book, just talked about Jaguars for, um, <laughs> and not the animals. That makes sense in a kid's book, but uh, like the Lion King. Well, yeah, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't like have a tangent which was, I want to ride a Jaguar. That could easily occur in Michael Owen's um, Q and A's. Like, uh, yeah. like it'd, it'd, what it'd kind of strange. animal would you most like to ride? A Jaguar. A Jaguar. A Jaguar. <laughs> I really like the car, and I think I would also like the big cat. <laughs> any other suggestions for unnecessary product placement i would go for my personal favorite the spice world movie uh yes oh my god that was good that got quite a bit of uh coverage alex ferguson watching that hour and a half film amazing just i can't i just can't how much would you pay to watch that like an episode of Gogglebox? (laughs) well peter schmack just going so much (laughs) yeah that's not the real bus jumping <laughs> is that with nail? With nail and die is there? <laughs> my my product placement. It's not really a product placement in a sense, um, but it was in Karen Brady's book where they talked about Electrolux and whether or not Electro mm-hmm. oh, they yeah. should they oh, should yeah. sell uh, an advertising hoarding to Electrolux um, just so they can get a vacuum cleaner. Which, the Daily which, Sport got quite a big um, mention that's true, in Karen Daily Brady's did, yeah. as well, didn't it? As did yeah. um, Borsan. Karen yeah. Brady was all about that. Oh, Karen. yes. Mm. You know, she's always like that coin, you know? She's yeah. to sell it. Yeah, she She's does. tits and cleaning. Such a cliche. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original name of that book. Interesting. Having <laughs> a good, good name. That would have won an award that's not like tonight, but best name book of the series. <laughs> James, did you have any that you liked? Yeah, what about Chris Kamara's corner shop? It's yeah. not really a product, but... Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Or Steve Bruce's card he, shop. That he would yeah. still be, like, hawking that. 
and be like, yep. come, if, you, if you're in the area, come to, oh yeah, Steve Bruce be like, come to Prostatin, uh, you need a card. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and need a birthday card, come to, come to my I shop. I still want to make that road trip happen where we go to the mall. Between the two. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Pick up four cans of Red Stripe from Chris Kamara's corner shop. Yeah, and then buy a sorry for your loss card from Prostatin. <laughs> <laughs> who was it who had a nightclub in Birmingham? Someone had uh, a nightclub. That was last series, Andy oh, Gray. Oh, Andy Gray. Andy Gray oh, yeah. we, I don't think we want to go to Andy Gray's nightclub, nice do little, we? <laughs> nice little stuff. I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we were going to be holding the end of season awards, but sadly it closed oh. down 30 years ago. <laughs> so that, has, that has been gone for a while. You know what? I think we've already mentioned the winner here. Um, and it wasn't one I thought was going to come up, but I, I think Michael Owen's a close second. But because there were so many in Karen Brady's, Karen Brady's whole book is the, is the winner, I think, for that one. A deserved winner. Well done, Karen Brady. There's a reason she's on The Apprentice. She knows how to push a business. You she know? does. There's and a reason she's on The Apprentice and Phil Neville isn't. <laughs> and, I, and after reading that book, I stocked up on shitloads of Borsan, so it worked, even though I'm <laughs> vegan. So she convinced me. I was like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, I'll take it. Prize number three. It's time for Most Shocking Moment. So this prize can be uh, a shocking moment in a book or otherwise something one of us has said. Could be anything in the episodes, uh, preferably the book. I know what my contender is. Anyone got a good suggestion for Most Shocking Moment of the series? I think for me, the most shocking, one of the most shocking moments of the series was when um, John Fashnu turned up in Craig Bellamy's book. That's a good one. <laughs> that is very in- good. Entirely randomly during a negotiation for... Uh, Craig Bellamy to move from Coventry to Norwich. Yes. Inexplicably, John Fashnu turns up in the middle of the negotiation. Uh, and Craig Bellamy has to say to Gordon Strachan, I'm so sorry. I have no <laughs> idea why he's here. <laughs> All people know about this Craig Bellamy episode now is that it's got, gla- who hasn't listened, it's got Glade and it's got uh, John Fashnu <laughs> negotiating a transfer for him. It's a, it is a wild ride. People are going to be getting the book just based on that. I, and they should. be honest. It was, it was a good, good, really. It, it, was, it was a good read. That's a good one. My, my, my shout I was going to have uh, was the Neil Warnock reveal in Dean Windass's book. Yeah, that when, was big. That was huge. When we read that with George Alec, when it turned out, when, Neil, when Dean Windass slagged off Neil Warnock and then the next chapter was written by Neil Warnock. That was, oh, oh I live for that. <laughs> I wish I could feel that again. I'll never feel anything like that again. The drama was huge. That moment was pretty massive. Because also he was horrible about it. He was awful. Yeah. And then literally on the next page, it was like, this this bit's written by Neil Warnock. And yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. It wasn't like Paddy Kenny, like, affectionately talking about his naked balls. It was uh, was more like, he's a (laughs) weird, specky idiot. I don't think he said any of those words, but it was something like that. Um, any other suggestions? The most shocking moment? How sour the relationship turned between Michael Owen and Alan Shearer after the initial oh, praise and yeah. loving. Oh, that God, was quite shocking, that. actually. Just the extent of it was quite shocking. And the text exchange, they really do not like each other. That was shocking. As was, in a good way, the, the, re- the reparation of his um, relationship with Kevin Keegan. When it all oh, kind I'm sorry. Of is, is, yes. is the ceremony best good shock? <laughs> or is it most shocking? <laughs> well, talking of Owen, I'm surprised none of you have said the moment when I said, when I gave Michael Owen's second book a three, which I think was the oh, most yeah. shocking oh, I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was, was the, in the most show. shocking. Yeah. That was the most shocking moment. It, I mean, obviously we're going to have some kind of um, like uh, public trial about that, right? That In the ceremony <laughs> of this, in this show, there must be some kind of public trial for James about that moment. Yeah, surely. I got I go to prison for that. I, 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 I'm, I'm, when the series ends, I was going to say when Dean Windass watches Stan Collymore shave his ballsack, but James, you massively outdid that, even with my t- with my three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to say James, that three was one of the most shocking moments of my life. Not just the <laughs> it really. I I amazingly blocked it out of my head because of the last episode. But yeah, I was so angry. 
that I'm heartfelt so speech that you gave and then oh, you dropped God. the bomb. Is that the winner? Is uh, uh, Do I win a prize? You should feel terrible about winning this prize. I've taken it home. It's my first ever prize of anything. So. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> raspberry that you're winning here. Great, so I'm, raspberry. I, I'm the winner, but I don't think we can play a clip from that because it was about eight, nine, ten minutes of the sh- episode. <laughs> so we can't play that clip because it is a good 20 minutes me talking about that book <laughs> to get the full reveal. However, let's play another clip from Michael Owen. This is Tasha's favourite part of the book, Michael Owen's Q&As that he set himself. So the book has all these different chapters about his life, but they're broken up by a lot of Q&A sessions. Lately, we hear a lot about the death of journalism and how the only pieces allowed to be written about celebrities are these like puff pieces. I think Michael Owen started this trend. <laughs> they are the <laughs> softest questions to answer. Nothing. They're not just soft. Like, listen at this. Do you really want to know whether Michael Owen had school dinners or sandwiches at school? I do. What's the answer? <laughs> he had school dinners. Ah, okay. Yeah. His favourite meal in a restaurant, as he says, is salmon and broccoli at some point. <laughs> so he has, if he has set himself these questions to answer yeah. himself like he could have at least like had interesting answers prepared yeah, to I know. They're, all, they're all so it's like salmon okay one of them was who was your best mate at school michael jones who's that, <laughs> who's that? who is that, that means that means literally nothing to me there, there's also a bit where he says were you ever in trouble at school a great moment where he can give a fun anecdote answer no <laughs> <laughs> i'm still thinking about the three i'm still thinking about it I'm sorry, oh my Jack. God. I'm sorry, oh Jack. My God. I know. I know it was a tough one to take. But, uh, you know, today's the day where we can kind of revise everything on the show. It's the end of the season awards. We, it's, it's a happy day. I'm trying not to get you down. Let's move quickly on to another biggie. I, I, I don't know if I can. I actually don't know if I can. I feel, <laughs> I feel really stressed and angry again. It's another biggie. Prize for Best Supporting Actor. I'm using actor as a gender neutral term. Can be. <laughs> this inc- unlike the Oscars, we're much more progressive. Uh, we can use mm-hmm. this. Can be actor or actress. You know what? We are more progressive than the Oscars. I've often said that about us. <laughs> that's a that's um that's a pull quote, isn't it, from the Athletic? <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> and the winner of our best supporting actor is Moonlight. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this award goes to people who have played an unexpected role in making the book come to life. Any of the books in this series, and the panel have decided upon nominees for this one. Uh, a panel mm-hmm. of um made up people who are me <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am every single member of that panel I've got options for you here so the uh, nominees for uh, best supporting actor are Derek Fazakali for his role in Michael Owen and Stephen Gerrard's book My, hey look he's, an, he's a bad guy in it but he played a big role he's in the it. Christoph Waltz isn't he yeah exactly he's very yes. good at playing a bad yeah. guy and he, he won two Oscars up until Brad Pitt uh, Christoph Waltz was the only uh, actor to have won an Oscar for a Quentin Tarantino film what a dull fact. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Anyone too? Anyway, that's, that's kind of enough. Anyway, he's not for this award. Uh, second one. So Derek Fazakali is the first nominee. Michael Jones, Michael Owen's best friend, oh. is the second nominee. Yeah. Barry Fry is our third nominee, of course. And finally, oh. uh, fourth nominee, Exploding Egg Girl from Adam Oh, God. <laughs> I think I you've missed one. Girl. You've missed you've missed the one that I would have said. I think anyway. you mean the panel have missed it. But uh, the pa- sorry, the panel. You, I'm I'm talking you as a group term here. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as long as you respect um, that. Yeah. But I would have said uh, Billy Hughes from the Bruce book, <gasps> the guy who stole his soul, soul he stole mm. for his oh. career. He was going to be my guess. What a riddle of, uh, oh, of a sentence, oh, a tongue oh. twister of a sentence. But yeah. <laughs> That is a good shout. All right, okay, okay. The panel have um, convened, and they said, 
Billy Hughes is the fifth nominee. It's unconventional, but that's what the Football Book Club end of season awards are all about. Um, so who's winning? Is it? Is that what it's about? <laughs> uh, I'm not really too sure. I've been trying actually. to figure out what it's been about. So far, it's been about rage and being hot in these suits. <laughs> so who wins? Uh, who wins out of that? So, so I agree with Billy Hughes. Billy Hughes is great. I think, personally, you've got to give it to Exploding Egg Girl. <laughs> uh, explain who Exploding explain, Egg Girl was again, Jack, just so people who don't know who he was. Exploding Egg Girl was the entirely random segue, entirely random tangent in uh, Alan Hansen's book. In a book about injuries where he talks about how like one player was once hit in the head with an egg, he talks about, inexplicably, decides to say, one girl once put a microwave in the egg, took it out, what? and then exploded. Once put a microwave in the egg? <laughs> oh, you know what I mean. An egg in the microwave. <laughs> Egg in the microwave and it exploded all over her and she had third degree burns and it's horrible and there's no reason for it but it stayed with me. <laughs> Same. I mean, out of guilt, I feel like she's she's and you know the Oscars, you know they love to they they, they love a sub story. I th- I feel like uh, exploding egg girl could be getting in there. But about that. that moment where we turned the page in Karen's book and Barry Fry was there in a full suit at her wedding. Like oh, that, that was, was a, good. you know, they are a true double act. He was, a, if Barry Fry hadn't been in that book, it would have been a fine book. But Barry Fry really yeah. brought out a lot of, of Karen Brady yeah, in that did. book. Yeah, he did. His... I'll tell you what, he's what makes it, like, he's what takes it from cheese, tits and cleaning through to the actual masterpiece that it was. Hmm. Karen Brady's book had Barry Fry, but Exploding Egg Girl book had an Exploding Egg Girl. <laughs> True that. I really like the idea that Barry Fry has sort of like shouted this at Karen Brady. If it wasn't for me, your book would have been cheese, cleaning and tits. <laughs> James, you got the deciding vote, I think. Who is it? Barry Fry or Exploding Egg Girl? It's got to be Exploding Egg Girl because it just makes me laugh so much. I'm sorry that it makes me laugh. I Not, hope she's all right. Well, I really we, all hope, we all hope she's all right. But, you know, at the very least, she's won an award. So congratulations, Exploding well Egg done, Girl. Well done, Exploding Egg Girl. I've got to say, Exploding Egg Girl is not the award winner that we wanted, but she's the <laughs> award winner that we deserve in 2021. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Here's an interesting award now. It's a new entry for this brand new ceremony. Every single one's a new entry. But uh, <laughs> one we've shaken things up a little bit. A slightly different award. Uh, prize number five of the night is called the Hindsight Award for Most Regrettable Score. So the Hindsight Award. This is for any books that looking back on we overmarked or undermarked. Uh, James. Well, well, well. Ooh. Very oh. interesting. No. no I, Why I, don't you take this one, James? <laughs> Why don't you talk about this I one? stand by that, and that is not the one I'm going to choose. I'm never going to sway on that. <laughs> I'm never, ever going to change my mind. I think I agree with the three. I just don't agree with how you talk about it. How I got to mm-hmm. there. How told- you got to the three. Look, I found one segment interesting. I've said this so many times. I'm not repeating myself again. I'm going to just say myself. <laughs> my, my most rebellious score, I've got two options. I think we overscored Steven Gerrard, which wasn't that good. Mm. And we gave it yeah. oh, six or something like that. 6.6. 6.75 you gave it. Is that what it was? Yeah, we gave that mm-hmm. with oh, good memory. We gave that with Glenn. Not worth it. And I also think we overscored Meza Ozil's book, which was about third or fourth. We gave seven and a half, which I don't think looking back was mm-hmm. that great. See, I think we overscored Cammy and he got seven and a half as well. Ah, it's interesting. I thought Cammy's at least was funny. It was funny, yeah. Ozil's wasn't funny enough. For all <laughs> yeah. the Zappianos mentions. Ozil's definitely got got too high. Ozil's, Ozil's got definitely. too high. Let's, let's Ozil's be honest, was like guys. the Booker Prize of all the ones that we've done this year, I think. 
Do you think? Very, very serious and very like stoic. And I didn't really get it, which I find with most <laughs> with award-winning <laughs> books. I found that with Michael Owen's third book, to be honest. I thought that was the most likely for oh. a Booker Prize out of all of them. He's not going to shag you, James. Well, he has already. <laughs> so I don't care. <laughs> put Jurassic Park on. They kick back. <laughs> He fell asleep immediately. I I can only oh, get it up to minutes. Jurassic Park. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, does Urza win this award? Uh, no, okay, look. I think Gerard's was a bad book. I think okay. it was a bad overall. What did we book. score Gerard's book? Like 6.75. 6. 6. Yeah, that's too high. That's, that's too high. I'm okay, they can, they can both win. What, what do you think a better score for Gerard's would have been overall? Five. Yeah, five. Between four and five, personally. Yeah, I'd say four and a half. And Urza, what would we give that? Down from 7.25. Oh, yeah. I think that's, oh. a f- that's between a 5 and a 6 for me. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree with that. Gerard's gone down from 6.75 to 4.5, which is down 2.25. Urza's We're actually is down... changing this. I'm doing... Did no, you, not, did not you, in the uh... record books, but I think Gerard is the biggest fool. So Stephen Gerard has won the Hindsight Award. Congratulations, Stephen. Your book wasn't as good as we said it was. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, for the first half of the award ceremony, we've got a prize that sadly you can't vote on. Uh, again, this is another one decided by the panel beforehand. It's the wisest book as sponsored by Maya Yoshida. <laughs> Maya Yoshida, of course, second book we ever read. Extremely wise, uh, but there's a new rival for wisest book. And that man is Neil Redfern. And his book, there's only one Neil Redfern which asked incredible philosophical questions and posed the question no one's ever thought of to pose. Uh, would Neil Redfern ever sign Count Dracula? <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's play in the clip and we'll have more awards after the break. Big question is, as Neil Redfern the manager, would I sign the young yes. Neil Redfern? <laughs> I love oh. this question so much. We've, no one's like, asked is, themselves that question in the books, I don't think. This is so like the, the thing of like one hand clapping. It's genuinely like an existential <laughs> crisis that he does yes. himself here. Yes. And he really goes into it. Like Massively. he really starts to to push the idea of it. He's like, well, like Neil Redfern, the player, would be angry that he wasn't playing that much, but Neil Redfern, the manager, would coax him and calm him, and he would know that he's got a special player on his hands. <laughs> it's it's just it's, beautiful. It does, but then it gets weird. Uh, after after all that kind of bit, he says, if I could, if I rubbed it the wrong way, he'd have a headache. I could always get rid of him. If things didn't work out. If Count Dracula was the best striker in the world, <laughs> I guarantee thirty goals a season, man. I'd sign him. It might upset people. <laughs> Why have you brought Dracula? But, uh, but it would be up to me to find a way to make people like him for as long as I needed him. When it served his purpose, I'd move him on. Get Where would you move him on ba- to? Back to Transylvania, what? I guess. <laughs> Ship him off. That's Neil Redfern clutching at like um, an evil person hypothetically yeah. to sign <laughs> anyway. Uh, who's, who's the most evil person? Well, it's Dracula, obviously. <laughs> But who would upset people? Are you going to be really upset? <laughs> Have fans, you heard? Yeah. Fans on the Bloody Facebook page Neil. like, I'm yeah. boycotting. And yeah. Yeah. while Dracula's playing, I'm not going. <laughs> and then Dracula wins them over with like a particularly good social media post. And they're like, I'm not even a fan of Dracula, yes. but fair play. That is class. <laughs> also, very sorry, very, very quickly. Very quickly. Dracula will be rubbish at being a striker because he hates crosses. Very, oh! very true. That's very really true. good. And the rest of us should hang our heads in shame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. Um, hello there. What voice do you want me to do? We will do a little bit. I'll just do my voice. Do I? your voice. Yeah, thanks. Hello, I'm Joe Marler. People think I hate people, but I don't. <laughs> I actually love interaction with people. I love finding out what jobs they do and whether I could do what they do. The Joe Marler Show. Joe Marler Show. With new episodes every Wednesday. Welcome back to the Football Book Club End of Season Awards. Hey, guys. <laughs> Wow, the, the, the music has changed dramatically. <laughs> this is the second half. Oh, when poor we... motherfucker. <laughs> we, let our, we, we let our hair down. We let our hair down the second oh, yeah. part. The jackets are off, baby. Yeah, everyone's had a few <laughs> drinks. James, did you get some olives just now? Yeah, yeah, I got some olives. It's nice. an awards show, isn't it? I need olives. The waiter brought them over. We are back in with uh, a big prize, guys. This is a big one. The best moment in a book this series. <laughs> opening it to the floor what was the best moment in a book this series would you say it can be anything you mentioned before as well i really did enjoy the moment because i felt it gave me a window into his life when dean windass went to the belfry and he's with karen brady's husband paul and they're doing shots between each hole on the course and then he like hides around a corner and poos and comes back and <laughs> i just <laughs> I just loved that moment because I, I felt I like did not you know, he was really that. telling us his truth. <laughs> it really has become Larry again. Yeah, That's your best moment. Because if you, if I said to you, one of the books that we've read this year has this chapter in, you'd immediately know it was him, wouldn't you? Ozil. <laughs> okay, to, to go for a different tact in the same book, 
the the mental image of Peter Schmeichel going around. <laughs> uh, was it Stoke? It was Stoke. Stoke yeah, it? it was yeah. Stoke. Yeah, Stoke and and Second then getting a room was... that was Keele University. That was it. Keele University. Keele University. Yeah, uh, getting a uh, getting a room that was too small for him, and then just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very minor. That... This team Windus book had a real impact on me, but I guess that's why it scored so highly. So many memorable moments from it. I have a couple. I have one, which is. Martin Keon, who was probably about 35 at this point, just knocking on Stephen Gerrard's door, he was 17, and going, do you want to go shopping in London? That just just made me laugh a lot. Um, That is good. And then I actually think Mohamed El-Fayed offering Chris Kamara the job of like press secretary. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was what was the job? That was what it. What was the job? It was something like that. Was that was it. It was obviously like press secretary. Uh, yeah, it just made me laugh a lot. That was incredibly that was bizarre. That was... That was unlike anything we've ever really had. I think something we mentioned before is my favourite of the whole series. I wonder if it's yours. I think the Spice World premiere is the greatest moment <laughs> any book we've done so far. <laughs> Peter Schmeichel, uh, well, Giggsy, I think was there. Jordi Cruyff. Jordi Cruyff. <laughs> Not, Not Beckham, Beckham, weirdly. Yeah, Not Beckham. <laughs> Both nevels. And Sir Alex Ferguson watching Spice World, the movie. I think that's the moment that's going to live with me forever. So good. <laughs> I think it's there. So, I mean, let's open to the floor. What do you think? Jack, who was the winner of all those nominees? Yeah, you know what? Give it to Spice World. Give I'm, it to Spice yeah. World. I'm saying Spice when World. When in doubt, give it to Spice World. There we have it. Spice World, the movie, wins. Let's play a little clip from that episode. Can you just mentally imagine this? He says that he's in the cinema watching the Spice World film and at the same time is the boss, Peter, Teddy, Geordie, Ollie and Ryan. Alex Ferguson. Yeah, Alex Ferguson. Yes. That's the bit, that's the bit <laughs> that stood out to me. Well, wait, go go through that again. Alex Ferguson. The Peter boss. Schmeichel. Yeah. Peter Schmeichel. The son, Teddy. Jordi Cruyff, the son of Johan Cruyff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he should be kept away from that. Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggs, yeah. Teddy Sheringham. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and Beckham, all- obviously. <laughs> No, Beckham wasn't there. Beckham wasn't there. Why <laughs> no. wasn't Beckham there? He probably like, oh, was at the premiere, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Lads, I can sort you <laughs> out some did, tickets to the cinema tonight. Oh, yeah, what are we going to see? It's not going to be Spice Girl. Spice Girl. <laughs> no. Is it? no, 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 no. no. Uh, yeah. Something else. Yeah. It'll be Titanic. Uh. Can you imagine walking into like Salford Odeon and they're all sat there and <laughs> yeah. every- oh, amazing. Absolute scene. I just can't imagine a team meeting where Sir Alex Ferguson <laughs> is watching Spice World. Next up, guys, it's the Lorenzo Amoruso Prize for Best Cover. Lorenzo Amoruso, the sexiest man in the world, uh, who, of course, has a very good cover, which is his face is zoomed in on 50 50 times. Um, He's got a good face. He does. We've got to start with Karen Brady's, right? We have. Karen Brady's has to be top. See, I think think that could be the winner straight away. I can't think of any good rival to that. Because even the typeface is cool. But then she's like, you know, seductive. Yeah, describe it for us, Tash. Describe the picture again. So I haven't even got it in front of me, but I can do it fully from memory. She sat, crouched, one knee up, gorgeous, retro now, football kit on. So she looks very trendy. She looks like she'd be on one of those niche Instagram accounts, leaning on a football. And it just says, Karen Brady plays the blues in a beautiful font next to her. Can you say say that all again? I'm going to play the sexy music under it. (laughs) 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 We should also mention Alan Hansen's Strange. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Tash loved the pictures in that book. Well, yeah. I thought he was wearing a Wolverine adamantium claw for, like, <laughs> until for a long time. I was Someone like, oh, no, on Instagram and said book. exactly the same thing. They were like, I also thought it was Wolverine's claw. I was like, well, have you got the book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also just, just a random moose head thrown in there as well. Yeah. 
like yeah. just lazy. Like someone clearly with like five minutes to go is like, okay, uh, clip art. Um, we'll put we'll put a trowel in. Cool, it's fine. Well, I told you I tracked them down and they're all still in work, so it did did him some good. It's true, and I think Owen's book, the uh, first one, gets a shout out for being the biggest book I've ever seen in for, my life. It's <laughs> just huge for being a huge. GCSE Physically. textbook. It is bloody huge. His face is the size of my face, genuinely. Yeah, yep. it's bigger. I did. Uh, do you know what? If we're giving Owen one, which, you know, he probably deserves one, seeing as he's a third of the series or something. <laughs> if we're giving him a runner-up prize, the third book looks like, you know, some sort of Matrix hacker's yeah, vibe. Yeah. Born he's... identity or something. I think the winner has to be, as we said, Lorenzo Amoruso of Best Cover goes to Karen Brady. Of course it does. Of course it does. Next prize. Quick one here. Most dated. Uh, For the most dated moment of all the books, uh, it was between Chris Kamara for uh, mentioning Hole in the Wall, (laughs) Dale Winton uh, TV show, Chris Kamara for describing how to play a video on YouTube, or the entire Neville's book. Uh, And the winner, of course, uh, was Chris Kamara for Hole in the Wall. So let's play a little clip of that now. There's actually a really great note I've got on page 39, really early on, where he talks about uh, the kind of the genesis of Unbelievable Jeff, and he names some of the great catchphrases with it. Bruce Forsyth used to open the Generation game with the words, nice to see you, to see you, nice. And Dale Winton was forever saying, bring on the wall during Saturday Night Favourite Hole in the Wall. (laughs) The two great catchphrases, (laughs) Hole in the Wall and Bruce Forsyth. Was Cammy on uh, Hole in the Wall? He probably was. He must have been. Surely. I imagine that as soon as Hole in the Wall started, he was like, this is going to run and run. Let me tell <laughs> yeah. you. He was thinking like, <laughs> in 10 years time, if someone records a podcast on my book, <laughs> they're all going to be saying, oh God, tragic. It's just, you sadly, Derwins is dead since. Anyway, uh, anyway. <laughs> I think it's a fact. He died when I was in Sri Lanka. Where where were you when Derwins died? Chris Kamara loves the hole in the wall. There we go. Getting towards the big <laughs> one, guys. We're getting towards the big prizes of the night and the next prize is prize 10 the paddy kenny award for funniest book guys what do you think was the funniest book we read this series it can be unintentionally or intentionally my vote would go to my beloved dean michael owen in person was quite funny as well just because it was like the kind of smash hits-esque style it was so lazily put together that was very funny his q and a's Um, were very funny so who are we going for windass Brady or Owen? Owen can't win a cannot win an award for being the funniest in no, any I list. Agree. So I think we can discount him. I'll go Dean if you want. Tash, I'm, I'm prepared to be swayed by that. I think I'll have to go Dean as well. Just a very funny guy. Yeah. And yeah. He, his his son calls someone a duck egg at one point. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't enjoyable. That's it. Dean Windass has won it. Let's play a clip from that episode. Here's George Alec talking about Dean's unusual relationship with peas. <laughs> He's working the bird's eye factory for quite a lot at the beginning of the book, packing peas and stuff. And oh, he's, I love that book. Which is, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing yeah, that his, his relationship with, with peas is, is just <laughs> absolutely remarkable. It, it goes through so many different layers. Uh, it's no, so yeah. weird. I didn't realise there was so much work went into <laughs> preparing a bag of bird's eye peas. It was a bit odd because he, he moves on from peas to rice. And then he says, like, by the end of it, I couldn't look at a curry. Yeah. Like, that's how traumatised <laughs> he was by having to go through all of this rice packing. This was, like, one of the bits that I kind of was just so perplexed by where it seems the way he talks to the reader is as if we all know the relationship with peas and rice in a peas and rice factory. <laughs> you know, like the, one of my favourite lines in the whole book is when he says, they say that football is a land of milk and honey, but my road to success was covered in rice and peas. <laughs> it's just like, what? 
and it's just unbelievable i mean it's just so great the rice was pissing me off just like the peas had done it's just absolutely amazing oh uh, you know i i, I got what a as, turn of as, phrase. as we all do i got pissed off with rice yeah. uh, <laughs> right everyone it is time for the penultimate prize of the night the prize that no one wants to win this is the equivalent of the razzies it's the worst book Previous series winners, even though we haven't had the awards, would have been Jermaine Pennant and Andy mm-hmm. Gray, I think, were the two mm-hmm. previous winners. We go by the leaderboard. Gannel Hansen's Strange Injuries is worst. You've also got uh, Michael Owen's first two books and Steve Bruce's book around there. What are we saying, guys? Definitively, it doesn't have to be the one that's bottom. Which one are we saying is the worst book that you read this series? Well, I think Alan Hansen's was bottom. It's not... It doesn't really count as a book, does it? Alan this is yeah. how I feel. It, it's, yeah. it's basically a, a series of Wikipedia articles stitched together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if we're talking about the actual formula of an, a football autobiography, then that doesn't count. That's nope. not part of it. Okay. Okay. I'm prepared to bow down to that. So Anne Hansen, which was bottom at the other series, has now is so bad that we're discounting it. It's yeah. Just gone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my vote would have to go to Steve Bruce. It was so boring. I agree. I, I, it was I think, very dull. I think you're. I know what you mean because usually, like with um, the Razzies and stuff like that, they don't often go for what is actually the worst, worst film. They usually go for the ones that are kind of most high-profile bad ones. So I mean, it was so bad that I think I spent 15 minutes kind of retelling it as if it was Vanity Fair because I was just I needed to give myself you something to, to, to get make through up it. Your own book. You to yeah. Make up your own book. Yeah. So absolutely, Steve Bruce's is 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 very bad, but it does feature the best dramatic reading. That's what brings it up. Therefore, can we really call it the worst book? I would argue something like Michael Owen's second book yeah. is ha- is is irredeemably God. bad. I'm glad you brought that up because if I had brought that up, uh, I can imagine the chaos. You know what? <laughs> you shouldn't be in this conversation. <laughs> Your vote doesn't count on this panel. Your vote doesn't count because you're panel. about to go. You're about to go. Oh, panel actually, no, guys. I thought it was really good. It was a really good bit. Let me spend ten minutes talking about how good it was. I and am then panel be like, host and executioner, and I can kick everyone. <laughs> out. My, vote, my vote counts three. Yeah, but I would say I would say that was, and even my own agrees it was probably the worst book as well. It sounds like, it like yeah. I, like I think I think having read three, where he goes in hard against two, you are a bit like, well, I don't know. For me, that's the worst book. I think you're right. Michael Owen, mm. off the record, was probably. Yeah, the worst book of the series. Everyone agrees. Yeah. Yeah, it was so difficult to read. Yeah, it was. It took me a long time. <laughs> really so, sorry, Michael, but um, you know, we loved reboot, but that one is uh, a stinker. <laughs> 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 and finally, everyone, we've reached it. We've reached the big prize of the night: the Darren Huckabee Shoe for best book of the series. Da 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 da. <laughs> We know what finished uh, Top of the Pile at the end of the series. It was uh, jointly Dean and Karen. But today I'm going to push you for... Just have to do one of those two, but I want one name we're going for for the best book of the series in the awards. Oh, Jack, it's hard. I can see your deep in thought, so I'm going to go to you first. I want to hear your process. Oh, great. <laughs> well, okay. The, the best footballer's autobiography or footballing autobiography book, I would say, probably can't include... Karen Brady. I think you could be right for the same way we did. Because it doesn't well, really fit okay, with the series, does it? It doesn't really fit. But equally, I think it's the best book we've read. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I therefore, do agree with that. therefore, who are we to judge what really makes a football book? Uh, we are. I think. Are we? <laughs> uh, do we dare call ourselves gods of these worlds? Yeah, I've been but saying that on my Twitter. I feel bio. like we learned a lot about <laughs> the football industry. We did from the other side, you know. 
We did. This is the thing. But then perhaps the reason that we enjoyed it so much was it was novel in that sense. A novel novel. A novel novel. Well, yeah. That's um, Gary and uh, Phil's uh, dad. The, the... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn it, I was so close. So close to saying that. <laughs> Gary novel. <laughs> I think if we have to to have some kind of distinction, I would say on a technicality, Dean Wendass is, is a better footballing book as a result. I would agree, but it's so short. That's one of the problems yeah. for me. It was a great book, but it was so short. My one I'm chucking into the ring, and I don't think we'd be surprised. Michael Owen Reboot. Generally thought it was the best book of the series that we read. I know you guys might mm-hmm. not agree, but that was my one. That was my favourite book of the series. James, was that yours as well? It sounded like. I agree with Jack. I think Karen Brady's is the best book overall. But if we're just talking on classic football or biographies, I loved Craig Bellamy's book. Oh, that was another good suggestion. Wow. I loved it. Yeah, it I loved was it. good. It was good. And it was a proper book. It was big and it was long. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. That's you know, what she said. <laughs> that's what michael said it's that uh, it's that time of the night guy you guys oh uh, wow um so yeah well so jason mcateer would have won the first series we had second series mm-hmm. would have been won by grant Holt. i think would have won the second series yeah probably yeah, um, yeah. both good chunky footballers autobiographies a lot of things in there so I, I like the shout with that's why i like bellamy and i like owen windass's was a novella to me <laughs> you know it was like the old man the sea <laughs> But, um, yeah, and that was good. <laughs> that was a great that? Yeah, in fairness, like, that's, that's, that's about as high praise you know as you what? can get. So I... Dean Windass is the Hemingway of football, is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. What an yeah. insult. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, can I just say, I do not like this attitude of let's punish short books. Because I am not going to be... I do not like the idea that we are okay. like rewarding really, really long books. Please yes, no. we like them short, please. Like Thank them you. nice Especially and short. when it's Stephen Gerrard's. I think it's so boring. <laughs> Do you know what, guys? The winner is Alan Hansen's Strangest Football Injuries. <laughs> so what are we going for? Let's, 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 let's finally vote for the big one, the big prize. Remember, this is, this is important. Tash, what are you going to go for? Ah! Um, Karen, I love you so much, but my vote goes to Dean. Uh, Jack, what are you going for? I think it's got to be Dean as well. It's got to be Dean. I liked Reboot, but I still had problems with it. I didn't mind Bellamy, but I still had problems with it. Dean felt like the most cohesive and, and, and exciting book. Okay. James, you didn't read Dean's. So I didn't read funny. Dean's. But it sounded funny. Maybe I would have, so maybe go I would have gone this way. But since it's clearly going to Dean anyway, I'm going to give an honorary vote to Craig Bellamy. I'm going to give mine... I could get to Bellamy to, to throw... Oh, I could to be an adventure. No, I'm going to give it to Owen. I've got to go in my heart. Owen Reboot was my favourite. So Dean Windass has won the book. Yes! Dino. Love you, Dean. Is book of the series. You duck egg. You duck egg for winning... The big prize of the night. So that's the end of the awards and the end of the series, guys. Oh. Oh. Are you happy or sad, Tash, or both? I'm very sad that it's ended, but I'm very happy that I won't have to set this bloody microphone up again. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very, very good point. Um, big question. I ask it every week. A slightly different one this week. Did this series change you? Yeah, definitely. And I can't say why. <laughs> just oh, a different man. I like that. It really felt like I really felt that that's true. I mean, people can't see, but I'm looking into your eyes, and you really did kind of glaze over yeah. it. They, they've um, <laughs> they've come, they both come very close to the uh, the mic, the cameras. They're really Ooh. close to kissing now. Actually, <laughs> Jack said it a few weeks ago, and I think it's all down to this series. You said, James, you've become a better man in the time that I've known you. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel there's been a lot of personal growth from this. I'm I'm very proud of us all for reading so many books and. 
I a lot of them will stick with me for a very, very long time. And I hope everyone enjoys going back over them and listening to them again if you want to. And if you haven't heard them before, I hope you really enjoy them. Jack and Tash, you, you permanently changed. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm never gonna microwave an egg. <laughs> <laughs> On an earnest level, it's been really good to do during the C word because, you know, it gives you something to kind of I, I never thought that I'd be spending my evenings looking forward to reading the Neville's autobiography. But oh. turns out when there's a global pandemic, it's like the most exciting thing in my week. So yeah, it's been great. <laughs> and that's why Steve Bruce was such a letdown. Because it's made, yeah. it made the whole lockdown worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. I know what you mean. I would like to also clarify that if it wasn't for the pandemic, I wouldn't be talking to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Good to clear that up. We will be back later in the year, guys. We'll be back with another series later on. Yay! But in the meantime, we'll be releasing an episode a month exclusively for Football Book Club club members at patreon.com forward slash football book club. We're also going to do 20 minutes extra from this episode uh, going over on the Patreon as we dish out three more awards. To get in touch, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. We're at Twitter. What are we at? Footy Book Club. Instagram, we're at Football Book Club. And we're on Facebook. Thank you to everyone here for reading the book. Guys, you've all been brilliant. Thank you for reading all these books. I appreciate all your time as always and for being so funny every week with some difficult material to get through at times. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for picking such wonderful novels for us oh. to read. <laughs> I try, we tried very hard. I know genuinely we, we often make fun of you and we're, we're sort of very angry towards you. Um, and you stand by it. I, gen- I genuinely want to say, right, I'm trying to be serious, okay? You duck egg. <laughs> <laughs> I really no. thought I knew what was coming then. I thought you were about to say, fuck you for giving him a three. Yeah, oh, I, yo, I, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like you can so tell what things, I was going to say. There's so many things that Jack's been had, that they've been building. But no, the for real, James. If I was rating you out of ten, you could have a nine and a half. Oh, wow! Oh, that's, that's the highest score ever Ooh. for a book. No, no. Okay, if we sorry, if we if we're rating James, we would say he's a really, really good guy. He's fantastic. I really, really like him. He's terrific. He's so good. He's one of the best people I've ever met. It's a three. <laughs> thank you thank you for your kind words you really didn't have to say that um, we've loved it thank you everyone for listening in it's been so much fun as always and we love talking to all of you and reading these books for you and with you and we love all the things you message to us all the time and all the enthusiasm you give us throughout the series it really helps us carry on and crack on with it thank you so much I feel like there's no any last words for it because duck eggs seem to sum it all up entirely but (laughs) let's all do a big goodbye and a book 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 maybe see us out yeah goodbye everyone Thanks for listening to Football Book Club Series 3. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, Natasha Daniels and James Balgen. It was created by James Bug and it was a crowd production. The theme music, Hills Behind, is the work of Silent Partner and is used on the Creative Commons 4.0 license. Thanks to all the authors who wrote books this series, even Michael Owen for a second run. We've loved reading them and thanks to all our brilliant guests who've come on. And thank you to you guys for listening. We'll be back later in the year, but for now, thank you so much and see you soon. Goodbye. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.